You're listening to the Career Now Socially Distance Close-Up Podcast. I'm joined today by Randall Shapiro, who's the co-founder and CEO of Mirabelle. Welcome. Hey, Bradley. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's great to hear from you. Great to uh, connect, uh, especially when I feel like everybody's stuck in our house right now and just going crazy. So, Randall, tell me, uh, you're a young entrepreneur, and I'm super curious to hear about your entrepreneurial journey and path to what led you to where you are today. Sure, yeah. Um, and I, I, I love the fact that I am a young entrepreneur. I feel like it's really interesting and, and engaging to get into this space before I have too much industry experience. Like I almost feel like I'm exploring the world for the first time, so it's, it's a lot of fun. But um, I feel like I've always really been an entrepreneur. Ever since I was a kid, I've done odd jobs around the neighborhood, trying to make some money, whether it be putting flyers all over the neighborhood for gardening and pet sitting services, to working at pretty much every local establishment in the city of Mill Valley where I grew up. I used to bag groceries, work at the yogurt store, at the snack shacks, at the baseball field, down by Boyle Park where they used to run Mill Valley Little League. And that kind of transition um, brought me through high school into where I started to learn photography and videography skills. So when I was in high school, I actually met my business partner, my current business partner, Riley Kuffner, when I was in uh, journalism. He was the online, sorry, he was the print magazine editor-in-chief and I ran the online content. And so I used to shoot photos and videos of sporting events. I played basketball in high school, but I had gotten injured, I'd hurt my shoulder. So my senior year, right before my senior year started, over the summer, I took like a broadcasting course. It was my dream job growing up to be like a sports broadcaster. And so I learned uh, these skills from a course I took at Dominican University, and we would broadcast the San Rafael Pacific's baseball games. So I got to learn really cool videography skills, broadcast technology, and it was through those skills that I recognized that our journalism program could be doing similar stuff. So after I got back after the summer, I had solicited help with some friends, uh, one friend, Max Baer, and the second, who I didn't know at the time, was Riley Kuffner. So I get back to the coursework, and I, I remember pitching this idea to the whole class and just hearing crickets, everyone being like, we don't need this broadcasting stuff. They were you know, very much, um, a lot of, it was a room full of writers who would do you know, print, print writing, stuff like that. It's a little bit ab abstract. It required some money some fundraising, equipment, all sorts of stuff, training. But Riley was one of the people who said, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this. This, this, uh, this sounds pretty cool. And that was when I pegged Riley as like a doer. <laughs> I like to say a doer. And so I worked with Riley on the project over the last, over the first like three, four months of school, raised like twenty dollars to $30,000 just from the community, from boosters at the high school, and purchased a bunch of this equipment. And so we got it up and running for the basketball season. And still today, you can find broadcasts of myself and Riley doing sports, play-by-play -play and color commentary of our high school athletic games. So um, it was the first time that I had really met and worked with Riley. And I kind of knew from the get-go that we were going to be friends for a long time and probably work together on some other stuff. But I was really preparing to go into film school. Um, I had done, you know, photography and videography. I got pretty good. And I was balancing like going to film school or going to business school. And I ended up choosing business school. I went to study at Indiana University. And within my freshman year, I just had like maybe a classic entrepreneurial reflux where I was in school and I've never really been somebody that's really scholastic. I always did well in courses that I loved, but I felt really not inspired by my education growing up. And so there were a lot of times where I just felt like, oh, I just wanted to do another stuff. 
And I go to Indiana freshman year, it kind of felt like the same stuff. I was excited about the work that I was doing, but it just didn't feel like it was quite doing it for me. And so rather than go ahead and take an internship, which is what a lot of kids did first kind of summer after school or the second summer of college, I got on the phone and I dialed Riley and I said, Riley, I got a call or two from some businesses to do videography services and photography. I said, Riley, what do you think about making a brand out of this? You know, we can make a name for the company and we come back, we make a website. I bet you I could line up five or six clients by the summer and we just run, you know, with our equipment and do that over the first summer. He was interested. So we mocked up the website. We you know, made it happen. And over that first summer, I'd worked out a deal with a journalism program at Tam High where I went to school, where we would train kids on the equipment that they had for the next year so that they could do broadcasts. In exchange, we would get to use it for some of our you know, shooting and editing over the summer with these clients. So it was the very first summer that I had really gotten back that I just, we had created a business out of it. So we ran that for summers instead of taking internships for three or four years we had had we I grew the client list to like we had it was like 25 or 30 clients at one point and that was like a real company and so it was right before our senior year that we kind of had talks Riley and I and said is this really what we want to do long term we decided that it wasn't worked on winding down the business and at that time Riley was an engineer I was studying business and that was when the project for Miravel really got ideated and we started to dive into it but yeah, I feel like it's, you know, being an entrepreneur has been something that I've practiced even since I was, you know, a little kid. I just find that it stimulates my brain. It makes me feel alive. And I love working with others who share that same sort of drive and passion for creating, for building um, things that otherwise wouldn't have existed. So that's really where I get my, my drive and passion. And young, I feel it as I am like an experienced entrepreneur. I've had some failures, maybe not on a, on a really big scale yet. And hopefully, uh, I shouldn't say hopefully it doesn't happen, but I'm kind of hoping I do fail on a big scale so I can really learn. But I think uh, I try to really stay humble when I'm uh, in the face of other people that have really done this stuff so that I can build my knowledge base and, and continue to improve as, as a person and, uh, and an entrepreneur. That's, uh, that's remarkable. What would be your advice for your 18-year-old self knowing what you know now as a 20-something-year-old? If I were to give myself advice, my 18-year-old self advice today, I think the biggest piece of information I would share is that you really can't go wrong following your gut and following your passions. One of the things I recognized going to business school is that I kind of felt like a sheep in the mold for a lot of the different um, points in my time uh, through the school. But it was the times that I spent working on projects that I really enjoyed, that I brought that passion and motivation to, that I feel the most proud of. And I think that when people really do work on things that they love to work on, your work doesn't feel like work. And that's really what I think everybody should aspire to try to find are things in their life that they're really passionate about where it doesn't feel like work when they do it. It just feels like a part of your journey, a part of your life. Um, so I think that I would remind my 18 year old self that as I was kind of going through the, the weeds of what is otherwise a really traditional path, going through school and getting the job, is to remember to follow your passions as much as you can. Because finding a passion that turns into a job, that turns into a way to, to make money for yourself or to support your community, it's one of the most rewarding things that you can find in life. And you really only need to find that once for that to be incredibly monumental and put you on a path to, I hope, what I hope is a lifelong of a journey of prosperity and, and happiness. What's one value that you hold dear that if you had to get rid of all other values would be the one thing that you would just hold on tightly to. 
I'm, I'm balancing between two in my head because one of the things that really has always motivated me as, as a person is to not be so group thinky, to try to just think for myself with, with a variety of different issues. But then the other is really about living, living in the world as, as really like a, a person of the earth and not doing anything that you can't really hang your hat on. I, I think that's really... Amazing. Well, this has been an incredibly enlightening and inspiring conversation. And I want to wish you tremendous success in all your worthy endeavors. Cool. Thanks so much, Bradley. I really appreciate you having me on.